0: Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli here, as always. And we are now, like, officially, officially back. Training camp is is underway right now. We were at media day the other day. Uh, Yeah, we stirred up some controversy. I got in a fight with our starting point guard. Uh, Not a physical fight, obviously. I hope not. A a verbal joust, if you will. Uh, A breakfast fight. A breakfast fight. It was. Uh, it was like a mixture of like Fight Club and Breakfast Club. Like it was. Fight, it was Jeez, dro- dropping club. bombs yeah. <laughs> not even a minute in. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah. For all those who didn't see it, check out my socials, Frankie socials. Uh, we had some fun with uh, with a lot of the Kings guys. Actually, they were first time we we had really you and I had
1: been able to uh, really like get a Interact. like a
0: real conversation with them. It was and,
1: COVID last year. Usually, yeah. you were in the locker room a couple of years ago. You were. You were still coming along though, and now you even last year, as you're becoming a vet, we couldn't get locker room access. And this year, got it out of the way right, right yeah. quick
0: day one, day zero, if you will. Day zero, day uh, negative. Yeah, all seven. the guys were super cool. I didn't think anyone was like had an ego, or everyone came up, had some good fun. We had real conversations with all of them. Uh, we'll be releasing that content periodically, I think, throughout the season. So be sure to check. Uh, Our socials out. Like I said earlier, be sure to check
1: out Sports 1140 socials as well. It's kind of crazy how political cereal is because we we did put that video out. How Chris and De'Aaron, if you go, if you haven't seen the video again, please go to Chris Watkins' Twitter and and check this out. Um, Chris and De'Aaron kind of had a little back and forth about what is the elite cereal. De'Aaron Fox slandered Apple Jacks. It's just it's caused a controversy. There are cereal Twitter accounts that picked up the tweets and like wow. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, some things that like from Barstool like retweeted. I think mine are yours. Uh, talking about like how the Kings might have hope because De'Aaron Fox likes Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and people out there, I don't know if you agree. Is Cinnamon Toast Crunch is it like the sweeten of of cereal? Like everyone can agree, and, and there's no controversy or, or tension. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is number one cereal because that was a, a, a talking point between De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton.
0: Yeah. And I I think they're right. I mean, I think the fact that they both agreed unprovoked uh speaks to the the cinnamon uh, CT CT crunch, CT crunch as they called it, which I was I was slept on that. Uh <laughs> CT crunch uh is I mean, it 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 is an elite cereal. Like there's no there's no if ands or buts about it. Like it you know what also turns it into something I I think Darren was getting at this that puts CT crunch in its own tier, its own category. Is that it also transforms the milk with it, and it's a whole like if you know normally if you're gonna have I mean unless you're gonna unless you're a real chocolate head and you have like cocoa puffs I'm or not whatever. A real guy yeah, I'm not either um, you know that would transform the milk to like a chocolate milk but if you're gonna have Fruit Loops or you know, uh lucky charms or something like that. Like the milk really is just kind of a, a supporting actor, if you will. It's not yeah. really it's not even a supporting actor, it's really just an extra. Like a lot of the times milk gets poured out. I don't know, some people are weird and drink milk. It's like the I, equivalent I'm not drinking. It's
1: milk like the yet. equivalent of when you have a cocktail and like your the drink's melting and the ice is melting and then the end of it just still tastes like mm-hmm. the drink it tastes it does its own yeah. thing. Yep. Cinnamon Toast – or C T Crunch, excuse CT. me.
0: Yeah.
1: It like Dyes the milk if that makes sense <laughs> it just makes the milk yeah. like it turns it into like
0: a horchata almost yes you know like, exactly it's, it's uh in, in that sense like yes d'arren fox tyrese 100 percent
1: correct ct crunch um, we're giving you a lot of run in the last like yeah. couple of days you should probably look into some sponsors yeah, yeah. we've yeah. been giving you a lot of run yeah I'm um, sorry of uh, course tyrese had to throw out that he loved Reese's
0: Reese's Puffs, Puffs which too. he also like didn't bat an eye at. I think I literally was like, "Oh, that's must, on brand." He must and be he was sponsored. Just like, "He must be sponsored." He's gotten some. Yeah, I mean, I think two or three times they've they've hooked him up with some form of. He, it seemed Reese's very spokes gear. spokesmany. Yeah, I don't know though. I mean, he was for for those who didn't see the vid, like he was rattling rattling off cereals like it was very much like he was like CT Crunch. Kept, I think he said Golden Grams even like. And that's that's like, a deep cut. That's what I like that, waffle I, crisp. At like, that moment, I was like, bruh, like, you're not playing around. But De'Aaron's,
1: <laughs> I think one thing I keep missing is I think he said that Frosted Flakes had its own tier, too. And that's one that yeah, I kind of like.
0: That's wrong. That's where I was like, it's cornflakes with with sugar. with sugar. Like, it's not, it's nothing special. Like, I'm not, again, like, I think I even said, like, I'm not saying Frosted Flakes are bad. I love Frosted Flakes. There's a time and place. But, like. at the top. To say that it's requires its own tier. Like, no. Like, it's, it's an. It's an upper middle class cereal, you know.
1: Tony the Tiger. I won't slander Tony the Tiger. He's he's great. No pun intended. Uh, But Frosted Flakes, you can't put that in the same. No, it's it's not not with CT Crunch, but it is a good. It's a it's a good cereal. Like if you, you never miss
0: with that. It's like Target. It's like Target. It's like it's got everything you need, but like, you know, it's not. It doesn't feel special at all. No. It's, it's just like true. I'm just going there because it's got everything. All the target
1: stands that are listening yeah. to this are pretty triggered Sorry. right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry all my Minneapolis listeners. Uh yeah, but uh that's that's what we've been been up to. Uh it was like I've said it was a blast obviously. Um Yeah, but now it's now it's time. Now it, we we are now past the days officially of talking about nothing. cereal and uh and just making up hypothetical the
1: godforsaken Ben Simmons stuff. Yeah. I really it's not even over yet, but yeah, I wish it was, but yeah, it's time to talk about the Sacramento Kings yes, basketball. Actual
0: factual basketball. Um yeah, I mean already, you know, training camp, people have started talking about how the team seems to be very together. I think Luke said yesterday in his press conference that there's a lot of uh he said our, our our buy-in is very is is very high or something he he used yeah. a strange phrasing there's been a
1: lot of but, of, uh, of chemistry yeah. a lot of r- chemistry reports taught, going yeah. on does that matter to you does it is no. it
0: is it, is no. it, is it Not something even, that matters no i mean i i would like to think that everybody comes i mean we see what's happening in philadelphia right now you can be on the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of coming into training camp and things aren't going well or you know chemistry isn't that high uh, but I can't really remember, a training camp or like an off season where we came in and didn't think the chemistry was going to be good. I think it's been like probably since, you know, the boogie days. Or maybe like when Buddy had his contract
1: like dispute and he was saying the things yeah. to the press, like, yeah. I'm going to find someone like, that wants me. Yeah, it that was didn't minuscule though. It didn't
0: feel like the team was against him. Though. It was it resolved quickly too. Yeah, yeah it was, I think it was resolved before the season started, right? We were started, the, right? the
1: Sac Republic, yeah. uh,
0: Oh yeah, the, uh, R- yeah, RIP
1: the MLS announcement. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, uh, I still have that scarf. Yeah, me too. It's probably going to be away for yeah. a while. Uh, but we were at that. And it was probably the first, second week of the season. But yeah, the 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 chem- Look, having good reports on chemistry is important. Better than having bad. chemistry. Seeing the videos definitely. of them of them fooling around, and we're going to be going to practice pretty soon here too. So we'll we'll try to get some some scoops like that too. Uh, seeing Tristan Thompson playfully shoving Tyrese. Hey, it's all in fun. It's great to see you guys having fun and enjoying being around each other, Uh, especially due to the fact that there wasn't a real training camp in 2019 because the team went to India. There wasn't a real training camp last year because of COVID-19. So these guys are getting time to know each other. They've been in in SoCal for a lot of summer playing together. They've come to Sacramento early over the past couple weeks and been playing together. Even Marvin Bagley, uh, who is infamously not with the team for a lot of the, the end of the season because he was in Arizona. He's been in Sacramento for the last week plus, uh, according to Luke Walton, when he didn't have to be there until media day, is what they are saying. Uh, so, yeah, there's no drama surrounding Marvin Bagley. He said that he's just going to play basketball here as long as he can, as long as they have him. Uh, he's not worried about getting hurt. Buddy heals. he'll do whatever he has to do. Uh, people are saying the right things, which is good, that no one's saying any eyebrow-raising comments. And that that kind of adds into the... The chemistry soup, I guess, that everyone's just consuming. So that's great. It's what you want.
0: Yeah, it's very good to see because, like you said, Marvin Marvin could come in and be like, "Ah, like it was pretty awkward off season. I can't lie. Like, I don't really know how I stand here." Buddy could say the same thing, but it seems like they're they're both in the mindset and legitimately. I don't I don't think it's just lip service. I think they're both legitimately like, "I'm here and." I've thought I was going to leave here so many times that I just can't, you know, like you, you just get exhausted. Like how many times this off season do you think Buddy thought that he was leaving? I mean, he probably definitely legitimately thought he was leaving. Probably the uh, whole the Laker trade, but the I think the whole
1: summer until like a month ago. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think he was
0: probably on edge and and same with Marvin, I think. And then I think there's a point where you just have to internally accept like this is just out of my control. Like Wherever I am, wherever I start next year, it's not going to change the fact that I need to come in ready to play. And I'm glad that they're not focused on the off the court stuff because it really is like two separate things on and off the court. And uh, a lot of the times, as we're again as we're seeing in Philadelphia, like those things bleed on. And uh, it's 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 just good to see because you know what the Kings cannot afford is something like that uh, because it's already going to be tough enough for them to play and win. They don't need off-the-court distraction.
1: Yeah, there's like two avenues, really, as far as being a player, and I'm a Sacramento Kings. I think there's one avenue where, hey, I want to get the hell out of here, and I don't want to be here, and I'm over it. And then there's, I want to be a part of a solution, and I want to fix things. And I think that right now we're seeing two players that I think were thought to be people that are getting the hell out of here, I'm done. And maybe they're saying it for lip service, and they're trying to say it just because they want to put a frown for the media. But I do believe that there are two players that truly want to figure it out. They want to help this team. They want the team to succeed. Uh, because also, you don't want to be the two guys that get moved in a, a deal that's going to fix the team. You don't mm-hmm. want to be the... Yeah. Um, we've seen it happen time and time again with players around the league where a, a big name will leave and then the team will become successful. I think like the Mo- Monte Ellis leaving the Warriors. I think the Warriors were a yeah. perennial playoff team. Harrison. Like, I, I mean, Harrison, Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes. Um, Not like, that they're... Yeah, put, not, Go ahead. No, I mean, not that they're, like, the whole problem, but you know what yeah. I mean? Like, if Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley were to get moved tomorrow, for not even Ben Simmons, but just to get moved for other pieces and the Kings make the playoffs, mm-hmm. they don't want to be th- those those guys. No,
0: I mean, yeah, put yourself in their shoes. Like, you – just the fact that you suffer with the team for – I mean, what is this, Buddy's f- – I
1: think it's fifth year. Yeah, fifth Sixth year. Sixth in the league, fifth with the Kings.
0: Um, fifth year with Full the Kings, team. and he's, he hasn't made the playoffs. I think – was it Buddy the other day who said, I don't want to be – I don't want to play, play my reg- whole k- career and just play regular season or something like yeah, that. You know,
1: I don't want to just play regular season games for the rest like my, my career. I want to yeah. like, play postseason, too. So
0: imagine—I mean, he's clearly already, already feeling uh, this kind of anger, but imagine you feel that anger, and then you live with it for five years. You let it fester— and then, yeah, you get traded to whatever. And then maybe, the team succeeds. Maybe, exactly. And then the team that you were with and you struggled with for so long automatically succeeds. Have to see it through. You know, not saying he wouldn't be happy for them or anything like that, but I just think it's like, well, where was all that success when I was there? Like, it's just – it. Uh, not that it matters, but it creates resentment. It's just like it's a bad situation.
1: Yeah. As long as they're here, they, they need to buy in. And it seems like they're going to. Yeah. And the Kings could make a move that does make the team better, and those yeah. guys could be included. But – as long as those guys are here right now, they need to buy in, and it seems like they are. Yeah, so.
0: and I feel like their agents probably are telling them or whoever whoever their advisors are are telling them, like, look, man, like, the goal is still the same. Get you out of here. The way that we're going to do that is you playing well. Like, if Marvin and or Buddy comes out flat and they're, they decrease their trade value, it's going to – I can't imagine that the Kings are going to trade either of those two guys at – their lowest uh, uh, trade value. It's impossible, especially after, I mean, everything that happened this offseason where they thought they had deals for. I'm sure they they thought at some point this this summer that they had a deal for Marvin, uh, and I I just don't think that they're going to ship them off for nothing. I think we'll get into it later. We're going to do some over unders, but I I just think that they're they're going to try and move them by by the deadline for
1: sure. Uh, especially if the team is struggling. If they come out the gates and they're they're 15 and in 9 or 15 and 10 yeah. after 25 games, hey, maybe that changes things. Uh,
0: that's an interesting because, conversation as well. Of
1: course, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I do think that, and I wrote a little about this the other day, that I I think the team does have enough talent to make at least a 10 seed. A bottom 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 finish is pretty inexcusable with yeah. the, the names and the, the talent that this roster has. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it all comes together Uh you know, I, I've said it again and again, and I'll keep saying it, the Sacramento Kings will be good when we least expect it. And I don't think many are expecting them to be good. Uh, but, yeah, it's good to have basketball back. It's good to, have, to stop talking about the offseason stuff and that garbage. So let's get into the real stuff.
0: Yeah, let's get into the real stuff. And uh, do you want to get into? Yeah, over-unders. Yeah, we're going to do some over-unders here. Uh, we picked a couple specific stats for uh, for a couple players and, it's a pretty simple concept. Over under. Uh, you know, we're gonna go off of their last season totals and then project uh, if they will if they'll go over or under said number. Yep. Uh, pretty simple. If you can't follow along, then uh, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you because it's it's uh, it's pretty simple.
1: God, uh, what Chris. do you want to do
0: first? Do you want to do De'Aaron first? Yeah. All right. De- let's do Fox.
1: De'Aaron Fox. The number we picked for him: free throw percentage mm-hmm. last year. Kind of struggled to begin the season. It was a a big talking point. I think he was in the 60s for most of the season. Came alive at the end uh, on that Inferno run he went on where he was scoring like 34 points per game. Uh, He shot 71.9% from the free throw line last season. The number I set is 72%, which is, that's not much, it's not much of an improvement, but it's just, it's where he shot last year. Will he be better or worse than last year? Will he be above 72% or below in your eyes?
0: I'm going to say above, and I think, A, because if he were to shoot under 72%, it would just be inferior. I, I just don't even want to Live like, in that conceptualize world. that. Yeah, like it's it's so – last season was so painful to see him continually miss free throws uh, when he's got the good touch. He, it seems like he can – he has – sounds funny to say, but he has free throw range. It's not like he, uh, he can't shoot the ball like uh, – you know, like Rondo or something like that struggles Jeez. with free throws and can't shoot. I think De'Aaron has a good enough shooting touch. We've seen him work on his perimeter shot. I really just think it's it's a it's a part of slowing down. Uh, it's it's he is so fast, obviously physically, but uh, also mentally. I think Davion was talking about it the other day how uh, how Fox has gotten really really good at he doesn't play he is really really fast but he doesn't play at top speed he's always in control uh and like you know use he doesn't use his uh his speed all the time he more just he turns it it on he turns it on off and i think he needs to take that same approach to the free throw line where it's just like the game is moving so fast and then it stops completely and i just think he he doesn't take enough time focusing on the free throws and 72 percent, like you said is not high at all i'm 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 expecting maybe like seventy five percent. That's my uh, number. Seventy eight percent maybe. Uh nothing crazy, but definitely not embarrassing. Like seventy two percent is embarrassing.
1: Yeah, I mean for the, for those reasons entirely I'm I'm saying over as well. Seventy two percent, that's a number I could live with if he does it again. It's just it is tough to see because when you see it happen in real time every game, seventy percent is not very good for a guy who's going to the line as much as Darren Fox is and he was top ten in free throw attempts last season. I'm assuming that's going to continue this year, unless we'll see how much the the changes to the referees making those contact calls kind of. I don't know how much it's going to affect him. It could, um, but most of his, his free throw attempts came after going right to the rack. It's not like the James Harden uh, rip through. Th- those things are going to cut down on this year in the creating contact, or, uh, creating space, but. Fox is a guy that is going to be scoring 25-plus points per game. He would have scored maybe 28-30 last year if he would have made his free throws. Uh, it's, it's, it's really something that's going to be a huge talking point. People focus on it a lot. It's one of the Achilles heels of, of De'Aaron Fox, and people kind of point to that when they talk about why he isn't in this top tier or why he isn't this or that. So uh, De'Aaron Fox, I, I will also say, will be over 70% from the free throw line. Moving on.
0: Who should we hit up next? Tyrese uh, Albert. We'll do Tyrese? Yeah, uh, we'll do assist for Tyrese. How about that? Uh, and then this, I, I, I want to do assist because I think it speaks to the larger uh, conversation of will Tyrese have more of a primary ball handling role? Um, you know, assists aren't a. I mean, they kind of are a corollary of you know being a playmaker. You know, being a playmaker, but it's not. You know, it's not the end all be all in terms of in terms of like you know passing ability uh, and obviously Tyrese has that he didn't play i think he only played like 2 weeks at starting point guard or so last week or last season yeah. uh, when De'Aaron was out and uh you know he was definitely able to show that he can he can run a team by himself and it'll be i think that's going to be the biggest development in his game that they focused on this off season is just him being able to handle the ball bring it down court um and, and work that one two game with uh with De'Aaron. Five and a half assists is I was he at five point two last year? Five point three. Five point three last year. It's a good amount of assists, especially considering, again, like he was not the primary ball handler for the for the majority of the season. That kind of seems right to me. I mean five, maybe I mean maybe I'll just say six, so I'll go over But five is nothing to slouch at. You know, I think, especially with the addition of Davion, Davion's probably going to get three assists a game, I would imagine, something around there. Um, It's not going to be easy, but I think the ball movement in general is going to be much improved this year with the amount of uh, playmakers and guards in general that they have uh, on the roster. I'll, I'll just say over. I'll say, I'll say six for Tyrese, and, and
1: he's such a good good play, He's a very mm-hmm. good playmaker, and, unselfish. Yeah, and I'll say I'll say also push slash a little over. Yeah, I like the five and a half number a lot. Mm-hmm. Could be he could end anywhere between five and a half and six. I think it's it's not going to be. It'd be surprising to me if he regressed, if he went down to like three or four. If that would happen, it would have made more sense if Buddy was traded because mm-hmm. he'd be taking a lot more shots. I think from three point range. Because if Buddy was traded, yeah, Tyrese is probably that outside threat. We don't really have another outside threat as as good of a shooter. Literally none. HB can knock things... He had a very good year last year. It was not really an outlier. HB's always been a pretty good uh, floor spacer. He's a good shooter. But last year, HB shot almost 40% from three, which is insane. Uh, So if Buddy were to be moved, yeah, I could have seen Tyrese taking less... Or taking more shots, Mm -hmm. less passing. But... In an offense that has a bunch of scores, and Tyrese on the break is just so deadly, I, I could see him finishing between five and a half and six. Mm-hmm. So, I like that number a lot. Um, again, Kings are guard heavy, and I think he'll be a guy we could see play more on ball than off ball.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that'll. I, we're again, I think we're going to talk about it later. But that to me is something to watch out for early. Is is just how much that that split is going to be, not only with. De'Aaron off the court but with De'Aaron on the court because off the court when you know when De'Aaron's off I would assume that Tyrese will probably be the main ball handler but uh, yeah like I said that one two game with with him and De'Aaron I think they're really counting on that to be something that's pretty much unstoppable I mean they, they need to figure out how to play with each other and how to play off each other and uh, it, it seems like the Kings are banking on them to be their backcourt of the future so they need to kind of get that you know this is the obvious comparison but they need to get that dame cj kind of uh kind of flow the the same kind of flow that you see steph and clay with like uh and it's not just about you know like yeah let's both get 25 it's about recognizing like De'Aaron has it tonight like let's just feed him or vice versa like tyrese is hot let's let's get him some shots uh i think it's working well uh they're, they're a lot of – a big part of that is, is off-the-court stuff, and we've seen De'Aaron and Tyrese hang out quite a bit this summer, I think. Uh, we saw them last week, I think. Uh, Even with Davion. Him and, yeah, him, the, him, Davion, and Tyrese were all hanging out, doing a little little game night. Playing so, cranium or something. Yeah, so, you know, like to see those kind of stuff, and uh, – just big things. I expect big things out of those two, these two specifically. Um, and if the Kings are going to be successful, it's it's going to have to be because
1: these two are exceptional. Yeah. Also, neither De'Aaron or Tyrese are guys that are. They're not stat pad. They're not seeking mm-hmm. assists, making those wild plays or anything like that. De'Aaron's came yeah. so natural in the flow of offense, and Tyrese could say the same thing. They I would come, say
0: both their issue is they're not aggressive. I mean, De'Aaron, yeah. we talk
1: about all the time. He and, just started yeah. showing aggress, aggressiveness, mm-hmm. and then look what happened. He yep. he played like an all star. So. Uh, if Tyrese does that again this year, and again, both guards have gained size. That's going to be noteworthy, something to watch. So, yeah, I like that a lot. I like that number. Uh, a number that we
0: don't like here no. is, uh, is the career games played for Mr. Marvelous Bagley. Um, how it's He's played 52% of his career games you have written down yes,
1: here. Yes. 118 of 226. That's right. 118 and 226, uh, 52% of his career. He has played. He's missed 48, math pod. Chris, will Marvin Bagley? I put the bar a little higher because I think fifty-two percent of the games—that's or uh, that's forty-three games—and forty-three games is, is not what we want. Yeah. let's let's go that to fifty. Not, that should not be the bar. Let's bump it up yeah. to fifty, over under Marvin Bagley the third, fifty games.
0: And we're not – let, let know, me not know, make like this fair. On. And yeah, so we're just talking games played this season, not necessarily for the Sacramento Kings.
1: Oh, that's, that, that's interesting. Okay. No, in general, total. Yeah, I mean it, – It's got to be total. That's, it's
0: what the question is about. Yeah, the yeah. spirit of the question is, will Marvin be healthy? Um, Also interesting question, though. Gosh, it's, it's so hard. It's because, I mean, everything – it's so tough to say over because everything I want to say over, I, I like there's no if you ask me this question for literally anybody else, I'll just be like, why is there any reason to think that this person will just okay, not play 50 games? Like, I think Alex Len will play over 50 games, yeah. like, you know, like uh, it's just, it's so tough. And again, like we, we say it every time we talk about Marvin's health. It's not like he has knee issues. It's not like he has a bum foot. He doesn't, you know, he's broken his hand, but it's not like he's, you know, whatever, broken finger. I don't know. It's it's never major injuries. It's always just little knick-knack, ticky-tack stuff. For that. But I'm so scared to say over 50 games. And... <sighs> Well, I'm just going to say over because it, it just doesn't seem right that Marvin's career, so, Marvin Bagley, who is, it's just it's just not, it just wouldn't be fair. He went 60, that's where I'm going.
1: 62 games at 82 in his first season. And Thir- that's the most, right? That's the most. 13 in 2019, 2020. 43 last year, which he played in over, it was, yeah. That's it's still, 20, yeah. I don't know, 43-72 still isn't yeah, great. No. And I don't want to make that, oh, at least he played. I'm not trying to coddle the guy, but.
0: Ah. It would be tough to imagine him playing less games than he played last season, like
1: forty-one, like, in the thirties, yeah. over it, eighty-two it, games. It felt like
0: he didn't play at all last year, pretty much. I mean, he, well, he missed thirty games, so that that's why. But he missed he, almost he, he, half the only, yeah, he missed almost more than he played. Um, but
1: and his career numbers well, across even, the board are all fourteen, the, seven, fifty. Yeah, it's just yeah, it,
0: it happened. He's just going to walk on the court and do that. Because um, even his rookie year. It felt like he missed a lot of games, and he still hit the sixty-two mark. I'm going to say over. I'm technically say
1: over. that's the best season he's had so far. Is his rookie season. Luke Walton was saying last year was a career year for him. I don't know, maybe I don't know three-point where he shooting. Got that
0: from, yeah. But
1: the games played is just such a huge point of it's. I mean, it's the most important thing is being yeah. on the floor. John Gruden, I think the best kind of uh,
0: ability is availability.
1: Hey. Tell you what, man. About that Marvin Bagley the third. Marvin Bagley the third, man. Great player, man. Yeah, I'm gonna go over. I I I I just have to put. We have to put it out there. Like we have to will it. Yeah. Um. He said today. He's saying the right things. He's like, I'm not worried about getting hurt. anymore. warrants in the past? It's not my mind. That's great. I love that mentality. He doesn't have any. um, Again, like you said, they're all ticky-tack injuries on in different parts of his body. He doesn't have one thing. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a bad knee. Like, yeah. he's not Greg He doesn't Odin. wear braces. I was thinking no. – I
0: saw a picture of him the other day, and I was like, this fool, like – yeah, he doesn't wear knee braces. He doesn't wear ankle braces. No. Like, he's not hurt. He is not, no. like, an injured guy. He – it's not like – I mean, Michael Porter Jr., God bless him. He just got uh, – he got the bag of bags. But, like, that guy has a legitimate, like, injury oh, yeah. concern. big like, one. Regard, I know he's not out here wearing a back brace every day. But, like, that's something to legitimately be concerned about At 20 on years a old, daily he was, basis. He yeah.
1: had his back just His back is broken. His back is broken.
0: Spinal. Spinal. Uh, but Marvin doesn't have that. no. Like, he no. doesn't have... Again, like yeah, there's not some lingering. He doesn't have a, a chip in his knee or something that could go, you know, that could expand at any moment. Or, you know, we're not. He didn't just pop an Achilles, and we're
1: hoping it stays intact. Marvin like, Bagley has been affected by some freak injuries and also bad defense, which is why he's not. Which is why he's not on <laughs> he's the floor still, late. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: and people, people can put those together, and yeah. he's been off the floor a lot because mm-hmm. when he was playing last year, the talking point was. Well, he's not playing late. He had eighteen points in the first I think half the yeah. first half against yeah. uh Phoenix. Yeah. Then he didn't play again. I think or he didn't score another point, or he scored, he scored two points in the second half. He scored he twenty. Did. I know
0: he didn't play in the fourth. He didn't play in the all. fourth. I think he barely played in the third. And he scored two yeah. more points.
1: He had yeah. twenty on the game. Eighteen over the first twenty four minutes and he scored two points in the third. Done. Because why? Close game defense. Luke just doesn't even.
0: trust him. I mean, I don't know if that's changed necessarily. And I think honestly, the same is true of Buddy. I just think that Luke is in a situation where he's like I <laughs> Cannot afford to lose if, games it, because this kid needs to learn basketball. Like, and if he
1: doesn't show it this year, yeah. you think he's going to trust Marvin over Alex Leonard, Tristan Thompson down the stretch of yeah. a close game? No. Yeah. So, look, I think he'll play over fifty games. I, I think he will put together a big year. He has to. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. He has to have a big year. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, speaking of bags, like yeah. getting a bag, he's not going to have.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, he, if he's hurt about. again this year or just doesn't produce, I don't know. I. At that point, like we are legitimately in Marvin Bagley career watch at that point. Like I'm not saying he's in Willie Collie Stein territory because he's clearly more talented oh, yeah. than Willie, but I think in terms of like trying to find his place, it were in that kind of territory. And maybe a better example is well, maybe not a better example, but we see what happened with DeMarcus, where it's like DeMarcus is incredibly talented. Yes, he he is more of like what people think of Marvin like DeMarcus has kind of stacked up the injuries at this point and uh, is a little different of a player but like Marvin's going to be trying to find a home and I don't think people are just going to be willing to give him an opportunity like that they might you know expect him to sign him and be like oh like he'll come off the bench or whatever but he's never going to get this opportunity again where he can be you the know, starting yeah, beat well, the maybe. starting four, that's another conversation I think, but I you know I don't think Monty's planning on it but he would very much welcome Marvin Bagley as a part of the quote unquote core Oh
1: yeah if Marvin like, comes out and goes 2010 yeah and he's restricted I think the Kings have no problem yeah. giving him what he deserves mm-hmm. if it's a you know three or four year deal for 80 million or whatever it's going to be um the Kings want him to, to succeed otherwise they would have They
0: would have shipped him. They would have gotten rid of him already. And they've tried, but they would have have shipped him off just to ship him off. Or they would
1: have just waived him. I mean, if they really don't want him at all Mm -hmm. as a part of the future, they would have waived him. But obviously, obviously Mm -hmm. it's not the case because he is a good player. He's not Willie Cauley-Stein. So, yeah, Marvin Bagley, I hope you play over 50 games. I really hope so. that
0: that will be the thing to watch and i think we said it either last week or 2 weeks ago but this is definitely like this is the marvin this like marvin bagley is the the main storyline of this season whatever happens with marvin will probably heavily heavily affect the team throughout the season yep
1: if he's good the team will be good that, mm-hmm. i've said that for a while
0: yeah uh speaking of being well i'm i'm going to skip davy on here we'll, we'll do him next but uh speaking of being good for the team and if he plays rashawn holmes i think Rashawn last season, you want to talk about career years, that's his career year. Um, All across the board, field goal percentage, rebounds, points, minutes, uh, just impact in general, I I don't think he'll – it would be tough for me to see him having the kind of season that he had last year in terms of points uh, and in terms of – I don't want to say impact, but maybe offensive impact. I think uh, Rashawn's going to have to be more of a – specialty kind of guy and really focus in on defense and rebounds.
1: Yeah, and the number we said here was 14.5 points. Uh, Over under 14.5 points. He scored 14.2 last year. Mm -hmm. A big point of what you just said, Chris, is we don't need him to score 15 points, 16 points a game. If he can do that, that's great. Mm -hmm. But we don't need him to do that. We need him to play defense, be efficient when he does get his shots in the key. Hello, push shot. Hello. Hello. That's it. That's legitimately
0: it. Just push shots and lobs. That's that's
1: all we need. And... I'm not saying I hope he doesn't score over 14.5, but I'm going to say under because I feel like he won't have to. That could mean 13, that could mean 12. But if I was to say, oh, I'm betting on yeah. Rashawn over 15 points a game, I think I don't think the Kings need that. I think the Kings, from Rashawn, they need defense inside scoring when whenever the opportunity presents itself. But uh, Rashawn's going to be efficient. He is Rashawn. He's going to do what Rashawn does, which is give you almost a double-double a night. He had, I think, 21 double-doubles last year. Um so yeah, I'm gonna say under.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to say under as well for all the le- reasons you laid out, all the reasons I laid out before. I just I think I and I think I've said it countless times before. I just think if we're really gonna want to be a good team, like Rashawn can't be that important. Offensive. Like the third option. Yeah. he he's gotta be like Steven Adams. Break- he really just needs OKC. to be the breaking case of emergency. It's like this play is not going well. Rashawn is open and I know he can hit that push shot like Let's let's get him that – you know, or get him a lot. It's not something. a
1: knock on him. I think yeah. – I, I get no. what you mean. It's like we don't need sets ran yeah. for Rashawn no. if we have Harrison Barnes, Tyrese Halliburton, mm-hmm. um, De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, mm-hmm. guys that can score the basketball. Rashawn's push shot is like one of those things like where – and we do see it happen kind of – if there's a set for a push shot like and there's a mismatch or something like that, yeah. that's fine with me. Yeah. But I don't think we need to run sets just yeah. for that. Like it's not like running through Boogie or anything, but <laughs>
0: – yeah. And I think uh, I think the key for yeah, like I said, is going to be it's not going to be focused on points for him. I think if he can get to yeah, like twelve and nine or something like that, I I love
1: I love ten and ten out of them.
0: I would love for him to get ten rebounds. I just don't think he's that kind. I don't know for whatever reason, like rebounding is. I don't know why it comes so difficult sometimes for big guys. Like I mean, you look at Jaron Jackson; that fool doesn't rebound at all. But you know, I uh, Rashawn's career high was last season at eight and a half. That's nothing. That's two rebounds a quarter, and I think Shaq. Tristan Thompson
1: had more than that last year.
0: Tristan Thompson is an excellent, an excellent uh, specifically offensive rebounder. Eight, but, eight
1: boards, eight boards last yeah, year.
0: And how many minutes? Like
1: twenty, maybe. Last year he played twenty three minutes per game. Yeah. Versus Rashawn Holmes, he played. I would think Rashawn was probably at twenty seven, twenty eight, maybe. Rashawn Holmes last year played in 29
0: yeah like say so I mean yeah like it's it's not and you know again like I think it had had to do with roll a little bit like he you know wasn't crashing the the offensive glass as much because he was trying to get back but I just think again like he just needs to have a different focus this year um and it'll be it'll be interesting to see but I'm gonna I'm gonna go under on points for sure
1: yeah and again not a knock on Rashawn. If he no, scores no, 16, yeah. if he scores 20 a 28 game, I'll be stoked. Uh, you know, for him. It's he he got his bag and now he's back in Sacramento and we're all happy for him. Mhm.
0: Yep, let's go on to Davion. Uh, Davion's is probably it's we're, we'll do minutes, yeah? Yeah, minutes is
1: I mean, it's
0: it's our yeah. We don't know how many points we don't know how his scoring will translate. We, we don't, don't know how big of a playmaker. It's similar role. to
1: Rashawn. We don't need him to come out and score 10-15 mm-hmm. points a game. We don't need him to dish yeah. out 6, 7, 8 assists per game. A lot of the knocks I was seeing, which, believe it or not, there were people that were knocking Davion Mitchell during his MVP run, <laughs> mind you, in Summer League was, he's just his ass- two assists for a point guard? Yeah. Hey, we don't really need him to yeah. come out and dish five, ten assists per game. Yeah. We, we we don't. So, five to ten's a little aggressive, but I meant four or five. Uh, let's just start with his playing time, because yeah. he's going to be fighting a lot of the guards, like... Mm-hmm. Buddy Heald, Terrence Davis, we barely talked about those guys as far as playing time, alongside Tyrese and De'Aaron. Davion Mitchell's been the guy people have been, and Luke Walton has been, well actually every player has been saying, he's going to be that third head to that three-guard lineup uh, in most cases. I have the line at 25.5 minutes per game. Tyrese played around 30 minutes per game last year, I think it was 29.8 minutes per game. Do you see Davion Mitchell playing over 25.5 minutes per game?
0: Twenty five seems like a lot. Twenty five would probably be the max. I was. I would probably say like I'll. I'll go under. Just. I'll just. I'll just go under because that just maybe like twenty two or something like that. I like I mean, that. It's, it's semantics, but I think the bigger point is if he is playing twenty five minutes a game then ideally that would mean that he is playing well enough to earn those minutes and keep especially if he's averaging 25 minutes, like that means he's probably getting some pretty significant minutes and, and is making a pretty big impact on the game, I would hope. Um and I think that's going to be the key. And that will be interesting to your point earlier of how he earns those minutes. Because if he's is <laughs> if he's just going to be a defensive tony allen type guy but you know in, in a different you know he's he's not tony allen's build um but like you know not here for scoring at all then he's gonna have to be a damn good defender in order to earn those 25 minutes and it'll be interesting i mean <laughs> saying that cory joseph earned 25 was, or so i was minutes wondering when his name was gonna drop quote unquote great defense so if Corey Joseph qualifies his great defense and qualifies him to get 25 minutes in Luke Walton's eyes, yes, without the offensive production, uh, then you know what? Maybe maybe it will be a little bit easier for Davion than than I'm giving him credit for. But um, I'm going to go under still. I just I feel like he. I am concerned about his offense. I, I don't know. He's a rookie, too. Yeah, he, he's a rookie. And that's another thing, too. And I think people are expect. He is 24, uh, right? 24, 23. 23. So I feel like people are expecting him to come in and be a little bit more NBA-ready. His body is definitely more NBA-ready,
1: but... He some size on him. It
0: doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be able to walk in and be like, these guys are my age. I should be able to guard them. Like, still, in terms of experience, you've got to be able to... Like, step on the court, see what how fast things are going, and be able— I mean, if you we can pick spoiled. it up that fast. Yeah, exactly.
1: Last year. Exactly. Tyrese came in, and it, it's like the Tyrese, the Tyrese Halliburton effect. Now we're expecting maybe the next rookie to come in and just be— Just be ready. Good. Off, yeah. the, off the bat. And that could happen. Yeah. But while he was great in summer league and great— in college, and he's been great. he's won everywhere he's been. We were joking with him about how he's never really lost. lost. Ever. Well, we asked him a question: "What's your what's a loss you can't get over?" And <laughs> he had to really think about it. I think
0: he said, uh, uh, it, for, "It's very telling that it's a regular season loss,
1: and it was in to college." Kansas. Yeah, because he yeah. won every championship every game he's been, and he's won. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's going to be a, probably something just to just keep an eye on that. He might not come out and be Tyrese Halliburton or, or a, mm. a stud out the gate. He needs to adjust. Like you said, NBA speed is different than summer league. college. And he's not a
0: scorer. What? He averaged like 12, 12 or 14 a yeah. game in he's college? knocked like? threes down after yeah. being
1: bad at three-point shooting, yeah. and then he had a really good year last mm-hmm. year. That could be Who knows? Could, could yeah. be an outlier. It could yeah. be a sign that his shot is fixed. Um, but I like under 25.5. I could see 20 to 22, maybe mm-hmm. 23. Um, but he'll have guys pushing him. Mm-hmm. Terrence Davis, Buddy Healed. These are guys that... Could probably take those minutes. I know that Terrence Davis was running the point last year on on those days where Fox was out, and I think DeLon Wright was starting at the one, so you had Terrence Davis running the point. Oh, Halbert now too, of course. So he'll be pushed, but he is a guy the Kings look at as a huge part of the future. He's going to get the backup point guard minutes to start the season. It seems like that's pretty official, and uh, we'll see how he does. I
0: can't remember if I've asked you this question before. I think I might have, but if... Yeah, I think I did because we knocked on wood, every piece of wood possible. And we should do that anyway. If one of De'Aaron or Tyrese goes down, yes, everybody knock on wood. Um, Do you expect Davion to step in to a starting lineup? Or do you think it would probably be if De'Aaron goes down, Halliburton moves the point and Buddy probably moves in? Well,
1: it's tough because we have the –
0: it also probably matters on when
1: in the season. It's been a please, talking but. point with people too right now on Twitter and everything. We were going to talk about it later. Um, it's a little time snippet now. It depends on when the starting lineup is because mm-hmm. right now I think people are saying they think it could be Fox, Tyrese, Buddy, Harrison, Rashawn uh, that put Bagley out. But if one of Fox or Tyrese do go down, I could see Buddy Heald maybe sliding up and playing two and. Tyrese or De'Aaron, whoever's hurt, I don't think there'd be a case where they start him unless... I don't even want to say this out loud. I don't know if I can say this out loud. I'm going to knock on wood like a million times. I don't like I don't like where this is going. <laughs> if Tyrese and De'Aaron are both hurt... Uh, Sell the yeah. franchise at that point. <laughs> yeah, then, <laughs> then, then Davion's going to be starting a point guard. But if one of them are, are available, I just think that playing Davion off-ball... Doesn't really make sense. I think Tyrese needs the ball in his hands at the point guard position. Uh, but he is, is a starting two guard. Uh, he might not be to start the season. He could be a starting small forward. Mm-hmm. He could be a bench piece. But uh, as long as one of those guys, De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese, are healthy, I think Dave Yon still comes off the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's too many options. And also, yeah. <laughs> Luke Walton might start Mo Harkless at the, at the three this year <laughs> in the yeah, we'll
0: definitely have to get into that. Yeah,
1: I mean, we we don't know what to expect, which is why I'm so excited for Monday just to see. It's the first preseason game, but the lineups are probably going to change the first couple games yeah. and then by the time we get to the last two it's going to be pretty set. So, mm-hmm. we'll keep our eyes out for that. But no, I think uh under 25 and a half minutes for Davion Mitchell. I knocked on one a million times, but yeah. pending an injury, pending any injury mm-hmm. to De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese, but
0: Yeah, because I asked that only because I think that's the only way that he would go like 26, 27, then 28 that, minutes a game. Which
1: is right why now. Tyrese had his numbers boosted a little mm-hmm. bit, too, is because De'Aaron, well, he didn't miss that much time.
0: No, I don't think so. But I think he was. I mean, even Never mind. when even when uh, De'Aaron was healthy, Tyrese would still get 33 yeah. or so minutes a game. And he, he was in the closing lineup.
1: Game, yeah. the What yeah. we call the death lineup. Where, <laughs> and they were playing well <laughs> yeah. for a little bit.
0: Doesn't kill me now.
1: Yeah, um, please. The next one we're going to do here is
0: an interesting one. Buddy Heald... Total games played for the Sacramento Kings this season. Uh, we have it at 59 and a half, which is... It's around the All-Star the break. Yes, the All-Star break, trade deadline. It's more just asking the question, will Buddy Heald be moved before the break, or or will uh, will he continue his his contract with the Kings? I believe he has two more seasons after this. He has this
1: year and two more.
0: Yep. So, you know, it's not necessarily a rush to move on from him. Again, we... We've spoken about how if Buddy is moved, we, we talked about it earlier. If Buddy's moved, we have no shooters. It's Tyrese um, and Harrison. You can count Harrison. Harrison. But I think that there's a very, very big distinction between shooters, a la Buddy Heald, Joe Harris, Clayton, name your person, and players who can shoot. You know, like. Paul George is a player who can shoot. He's mm-hmm. not a shooter. Harrison falls into that category. I would say Tyrese falls into that category. Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, you know. I would say maybe even like C.J. McCollum's probably like a, a top example of someone. I think he like,
1: used to be a guy that was seen as like exactly. a sharpshooter or mm-hmm. whatever. But like, no, the Kyle Corvers, the Buddy Healds. Yeah. The JJ Reddicks. The guys he, who
0: are just coming in seeking threes. Yep. They are like, they Clay are, Thompson, yeah, like you they're they're not trying to get in the offense into a flow at all. They're like, if I have a shot and I am open, it's going up. Uh and sometimes that'll be four threes a game. Sometimes I think Buddy maxed out at like twelve or thirteen sometimes last year. There'd be a lot of the times I especially in the first half of the season, I remember us talking about it where Buddy was literally only taking threes like he would not his field goal percentage and his three point percentage were equal at for like half the season last year because he was legitimately only taking threes. I
1: say all this to say like I he, do that. he did <laughs> 10 he took 10 over 10 threes last year. That's, that's a career high and he shot a, around 40 percent 39 percent. But it's crazy. It's 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 too much. Yeah, not too much. But
0: well, if you're going to shoot 10 10 game 10 threes a game, you should probably make more than four. Yeah. Like, you should be at, like, 4.2, he 42%. He should be, he like should you be should above 40%. 40%. Yes, he exactly. isn't
1: a, He was sub-40%, which was a career low for him mm-hmm. in three point percent It was a career low for yeah. him last year. 39% is his career yeah. low, which is good for people that are, you know, like you said, the sh- people yeah. that can shoot. Mm-hmm. But he needs to be that guy who shot 42% in 2019. You have, Are 43? you on a
0: basketball reference? Yeah. Can you look at what Joe Harris shot from three last year? Because if I'm not mistaken, and this is definitely the extreme case, but if I'm not mistaken, jo- Joe Harris shot like 47% from three last 47. year. 47.5. 47.5 from three. And on how many shots? How many threes? It's like six or seven. Almost seven. Yeah, like it, it's again that's that's one high end of the spectrum but like but Buddy's that's done before. the kind of exact that's the kind of stuff that like if you are going to be a shooter like get to that level and i, I there's no reason why buddy can't get to that level but he i just was. think he needs to be more selective about his shots i mean he he's never been shy about shooting the ball but um it if could, he can really find out how to get open and and find his shots and it's tough when you're on a losing team for sure but uh yeah i mean he, if if and i say all of this to also say if buddy can be an elite shooter like that i don't think they trade him
1: no i, mean, I he, think they need it he's overpaid i think we all can agree he's overpaid yeah. uh and he even so said, is Harrison
0: Barnes Sure.
1: And that's thank you Vladdy yeah. for that. But he he even Doesn't said mean it has to be moved. No, he and he said during his press conference like i i get paid a lot of money to play basketball I'll do a ref to do cool well, what we need him to do is just knock down threes maybe him taking 10 per game is it might be Luke Walton on the staff telling him to mm-hmm. keep shooting. Because uh, the increase is pretty... He was shooting six, then eight, and then now all of a sudden it's just up to 10. 43%, 42%, 39 39 So these guys are valuable. And if he is knocking his shots, and if he's shooting 41%, 42% yeah. from three, that's a pretty valuable thing for the Kings to have. Especially for, like you said, there's, there's no one else on the team that can do that. Mm-hmm. Tyrese is a shooter... I think he's a guy that can shoot, though. I don't think he's a guy you put on the perimeter and, yeah. and say spot up and Definitely. just get ready for it. Um, so, Buddy Hield, I to back to the point, I say I'd say I, over. I just don't think they move him. I don't think that that big that big move. I just don't think it's coming this year. Where the Kings are going to trade a bunch of these these guys? I can see this roster staying mostly intact.
0: I agree, which with is a you. bummer. I mean, but yeah, I, I want to say under. I want to say. The Kings will make like it's it's just he's there, him and Marvin are are the the two pieces that they would like to move the most, and they want to move for a for somebody. So I think they will be actively trying to search for a trade. But to your point, I just I don't I I who is it if if it's not Ben Simmons which it doesn't seem to be, and I I think if. If the Sixers like the Kings' offer, they probably would have taken it or we would have heard that By they, now. You know, yeah. Like, but they
1: haven't talked in weeks. Sam Amick yeah. was saying they haven't talked in six weeks. I mean,
0: yeah. It doesn't feel like they are either. <clears throat> um, I just don't know who that, that big shark is. You know, I don't think the Kings would try and bring in a Bradley Beal. I don't think that those two would get Bradley Beal. But, uh, you know, I don't think Damian Lillard as well. Like, who who is, to your point, who's the next shark that is— that's in the water that they're looking for?
1: I don't know if there is one. I, I, I think that they kind of they made their bed with Buddy Healed. Yeah. He's going to be making a lot of money. He's kind of a, a person that I think teams are interested. There is a market for him. There is a market for him. That's one thing Sam was telling Jason the other day on, on the morning show. There's a market for him, but not enough to where teams are like, mm-hmm. let's actually do it. People are interested, but I think it comes back to the, the sticking point, which is, he makes like 20 million dollars a year the next 3 years. So I think
0: he makes 18 next year. It regresses. It down, you know. Yeah,
1: it declines. Uh but I, I do think he's a guy that will stay on the team this season and I I'm saying over 59 and a half games because I just don't know if that deal is coming.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm I'm now like I've almost talked myself into they were, they will the world over him. because the under, you mean? The over. I, 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 oh, the I want you to say the under. under, but I think it's honestly going to be too hard now that I really think about it because he's going to have to live in a sweet spot of he's not playing bad, but he's not playing so good that the team needs him. He needs to be pretty much what he was doing. If he is replicating what he did last year, then I think that's when they start looking for the trades. But let's also not forget... Before last season, Buddy Heald was not on the trade block. Like the, Obviously, the Kings had just signed him to, a, to an extension. He they were very much wanting him to be a part of the future. 20, the, 20 points per game. Not even I think. The fan base was loud, adamant about let's not let Buddy go. Let's sign Buddy. Also knowing that that would impact the Bogdan Bogdanovich signing, but we'll get to that. Um, Someday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, people wanted him here. And how quickly it turned that now he's a pariah and people are like, get this fool out of here no matter what. I think that he's going to play well enough that where people kind of get the love back, no pun intended, Buddy Love. But I think people are really going to feel it. Like if that's not – also, Buddy is not a player. I think the Kings – I mean, Peja for sure, but Peja was not, you know, taking 10 threes a game. That's a level of excitement that I think the the team or the fans would oh, love to see. The
1: energy when Buddy Heel gets ready to let it go of a three yeah. in, in Golden 1, it's... And if he's, high, if he's shooting
0: 45% for the first two months of the season from three, there's no way. There is no way that the fans would, would want to see him go regardless of how high his value is at that point. Like, no. I... I just don't see it, and so yeah, I think you and myself have kind of talked me into going also I don't go over
1: buddy last year, and we talked about it a lot last year. He improved so much in other okay. aspects aspects of the game. He was passing the ball. He had a bunch yeah. of, of games where he had seven assists. Yeah. Uh, he was rebounding. He His always rebounding been is great. He's, he's always been a good rebounder, <laughs> yeah. and the defense. I don't know how much better his defensive rating was last year. Let me see. I
0: remember specifically our first podcast of the season. We were talking, raving almost, about how good Buddy's communication was defensively. And it was noticeable. I was at the game, and I thought it was just because I was at the game I could hear him yelling. I saw the effort. But you and I remember seeing a bunch of people on on Twitter saying they were obviously watching the game from home, noticing the same thing. And so – if that's something that can be a part of his game, it obviously did not stick for longer than the first two weeks last year because his defense was, again, an issue. But um, it's it's there. Like, you know, it lack of effort has never been Buddy Heald's problem.
1: Also, guess who's on the coaching staff now is going to help these guards with their defense?
0: Um, Douglas.
1: Douglas Christie. Mr. Douglas Christie. Doug Christie is on the coaching staff, and that guy was one of the best defensive guards you'll yeah. ever see. So... Uh, Keep your eyes on on Buddy heal I, I do think he's going to be on the team at least, maybe over sixty. Maybe he, maybe he does get traded after sixty one. But I'm going to say over fifty nine and a half. Did you hear
0: uh, speaking of Douglas? Did you hear uh, Marvin? I think it was Marvin talk about yeah. how Doug has been like really big for. him. Very strange. He said like, that he's
1: been showing me things I've never known. Yeah, about basketball. Very
0: strange to see. I mean, I I don't know why it, I say it's strange, but like it just you wouldn't think. You know, like you just said, like a guard. Doug is probably going to know a lot more or be a lot more helpful to the guards because he played the position. He played against Kobe, all this stuff. He can help you with your slide, feet sliding and all that. But to hear that Marvin is like, nah. Like, a big, yeah, and Doug's big, helping yeah, him. Exactly, like, you. Yeah, exactly. He's on the game, man. And it's so str- – I mean, you know, obviously this stuff doesn't matter, but like when you really, really rewind it, it's always like crazy to me that like, yeah, Doug Christie, a dude who played – 15 years ago or whatever, went to Pepperdine, which is a small college, is teaching, you know, and obviously Doug had a, you know, he had a a good, great career, if you will. Um, But now, like, Marvin Bagley, who was the number two pick, went to Duke, like, was the number one recruit in his high school class. Obviously, you know, things haven't worked out great for him in the pros, but like, the fact that Doug can teach him things that, like, yeah, he's saying, like, are opening his mind, things he's never thought of before. It's just it's it's crazy. It's just wild. It's
1: cool to see. And it's really cool. and we we love Doug and, and Doug's it's a it's I really think something's gonna make a difference. Not because yeah, we, we grew up watching Doug and then we worked yeah. with Doug. Um he's he he is defense. Yeah. He yeah. is he was all defensive team, I think, four times yeah. second team. Uh he he's a guy that is a basketball mind and uh the young guys like people always say, Oh, you young kids don't know everything. Well we don't and, and they don't and the young players don't and that's why guys like Doug mm-hmm. Chris are being brought in. Bobby Jackson's out, yeah. going to Stockton. Doug Chrissy's in. He mm-hmm. defensive mind. We could cool. see a lot of uh, upgrades from yeah. Buddy Heal and the rest of the guys. Yeah.
0: And like, I don't think anybody really thinks of this, but I just want to set the record straight that, like, you know, yeah, Doug was a little corny on TV sometimes. Like, he would, oh no, Mark Jones. I love that though. I, I love it's <laughs> it's amazing. But like, I'm more saying that say he's like, more fit to be. He's meant Doug's to be. Doug's not going to be like that. Yeah, with the players, like Doug is super relatable. He's a really cool guy. Like they, it's it's a guy on staff that you know and i think bobby was the same kind of thing and i think rico is that way as well like doug's really down to earth and like doug will talk to them about like life and you know real he's really genuine very like and i think we said this when he got hired like a top tier communicator mm-hmm. like he is he just really makes you feel special in the moment and like i think uh he he's just he's gonna
1: do great yeah for all damn good him. guy damn good coach uh was a good NBA player, and now he's going to help out yeah. these young guys. So, and
0: he, I, Yeah, I think he could really carve out a role for
1: himself as a coach. Definitely. Last over-under. We, we have to— Speaking of coaches. <laughs> had to bring up everyone's uh, favorite. Maybe, uh, yeah. Soon-to-be interim coach Doug Christie. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Luke Walton. I just put the number as 81-and-a-half games coach for the Sacramento Kings. Will he make it through the entire season? That's the question. Yeah. Uh, Chris, does Luke Walton make it through the entire season as Sacramento? If you had if you had to say today, does Luke Walton make it to the final game of the season as the Sacramento Kings head coach?
0: Yes, because if he's fired before then, then it's it's bad. Like it's very obviously, you know, that's not breaking news. But like if Luke is fired after twenty games, like the season's over like there's no way Alvin Gentry I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago there's no way Al, Alvin Gentry's not coming in and being like that guy Luke he was running all the wrong stuff now we're doing my stuff and like is it going to work get, out? we're not going to you know, get an Atlanta Hawks you, situation yeah you just can't do that in the middle of the season you know you can't do that 20 games into the season and and switch flip the switch and i yeah i think a situation like the Atlanta Hawks thing it's more on Nate
1: McMillan's not walking through that. They door. just
0: don't like the, co- you know, like yeah, I don't, I don't think Luke's vibe necessarily is the issue. I think if anything, you know, it's as X's and O's and, and the execution of the play or of the plan. Uh, and are those things Luke's fault? Definitely to an extent, but um, I just again, like I think if if he's fired after thirty games, like it things are if the, like things would have to be very bad. I don't think. It because of how much is at stake for Monty and Luke to win this season. Monty would just have to feel hyper confident that this is the move, like the correct move to help us win. Games. I think
1: if Monty McNair and his staff thought that Luke Walton was the reason the team is bad, like if they really thought that, I'm not saying that he's not the reason. because yeah. I'm sure people are all the people who hate Luke Walton are screaming right now, but. If Monty McNair and staff thought that Luke Walton was the reason this team was bad, he wouldn't be here. Yeah, in their eyes, they believe a
0: little bit. They believe he's the guy. Yeah,
1: I don't think they even have like a shred of like this guy is like messing up our team. I I don't think think there's any of that. I think they're saying we need to do a better job putting the the team around Mm him, and they've done a a decent job of putting some depth on the team. The team's still pretty similar. We'll see if, Mm if if they change some schemes and they try some things they didn't do last year bring on some new assistant coaches uh sure i mean we'll see what happens but i again luke walton i would say he's going to be the head coach for at least the next full season yeah at I, least yeah and that's not saying
0: again he'll be the head coach next at the start of next season but i again i just think if he does if he doesn't make the if he doesn't make it to the end of the season then the kings hope for the 10 seed is probably a wrap and like we're just probably talking about completely different team at that point. I'd imagine Buddy Marvin are probably shipped off as well. Like that is very much breaking case of emergency. Then the teardown's coming. Exactly. If the
1: Kings go thirty and fifty two or twenty eight and yeah. fifty four, yeah, teardown's coming. Mm-hmm. They're gonna I think a lot of things could happen that yeah. we anticipate or even didn't anticipate. Maybe some things we didn't want to happen. Um mm-hmm. We'll get into that whenever that happens, but yeah,
0: hopefully we don't get to that point because yeah. we will be. Yeah, I, I don't. I, yeah.
1: Hey, Kings fans, you better hope the Seattle Mariners don't make the playoffs this week because if the Seattle Mariners make the playoffs, the Sacramento Kings will own the longest active playoff drought Oof. in American sports. <laughs> Oof. 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 Seattle, twenty years, baby. Oof. They're they're a half Gosh. game back of the Red Sox right now with four games, three games left. Excuse me. I don't like that. I don't like. I don't like it. I haven't Oof. been enjoying the playoff race at all. I want it to be over. All you Giants fans out there, you're spoiled. All you A's fans, I'm sorry. Oh
0: boy, all you A's fans, we are. I'm. I'm very apologetic. You guys,
1: what a bad year. I man. legit. I
0: mean, we, we, it was a talking point at the start of this offseason. I think finding me a baseball team and mm-hmm. like, I, you know, yeah, I, I can support. I can support the A's, but like. I can't sign up for a team that is just the kings of baseball. Don't I mean, and they're not because they're more successful. They make the playoffs. But, like, you know, I, it's is it just as simple as, like, if they re-sign Marcus Simeon, they're in the Here's playoffs?
1: Here's the thing, though, with the A's. Like, <laughs> the A's have an ownership group that doesn't believe in them. I don't think, yeah. I don't think they really care. Yeah. At least Vivek cares. Yeah. And, like, they might make the wrong moves, but they definitely are invested and they want to win. The mm-hmm. A's don't give a damn. No. They're not going to pay anyone any kind of money. Yeah. Marcus Simeon's literally had the best – Season. season for a second baseman's position like, ever. a power season that a second baseman's ever had like 45 homers so this is also uh, the second time it's happened josh donaldson oh my this is literally MVP. just the
0: josh donaldson situation i mean you can argue Cespedes as well with the writings on the, the wall with yeah, matt like,
1: chapman and it is olson. A future yankee matt chapman <laughs> matt give matt olson that short porch Sheesh. uh anyways to end the baseball talk sorry baseball yeah. has been tearing me apart the last like the yankees are <laughs> Uh, it's a the If anyone likes baseball, the wild card standings, you already know. If you don't like baseball, anyways, good for you. Uh, <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. I'm ready for it just to be Monday so I know whether or not this nightmare is over. Yeah. And we can just focus on the Kings. Preseason starts Pre-season. Monday.
0: Preseason starts Monday. Uh, we'll be there. Let's get
1: into some things that we want to see
0: or are hoping to see uh, starting Monday. Uh, yeah, as you said, who do they play? They play Phoenix. They play the,
1: the the Phoenician. Yeah, the Phoenician Suns. Suns.
0: Uh, you know, preseason. I don't know how many. We'll we'll probably say it every single time we talk about preseason. It doesn't matter. Nope. It don't matter.
1: That's why it's like the thing. The notes I have. I don't, I don't even think we need that many notes. The the thing to watch on my end, and I don't know how you feel, is number one out the, out of the gate. I'm watching for the three guard lineups. I'm, I'm I want to see if if. Are they going to run De'Aaron, Tyrese, and Davion together the first game? Because it seems like they're going to. I think
0: that's interesting. Whether Davion is the third guard, I think there's a, a good potential that with Buddy Heald still here, like Buddy has all the right to earn that third guard in that rotation. Like, I'm not saying Davion won't won't you know get his time eventually, but I think as long as Buddy's here and Buddy is producing, it makes just more sense to. I yeah, I don't know. I I have I've been s- skeptical of how well that, you know, De'Aaron Tyrese and Davion thing works out just in terms of height. I don't necessarily think buddy solves that at all and definitely doesn't solve it defensively, but um I don't know. I I think I think the three guard lineup might take some time to uh to get implemented. But preseason is also the perfect time to do it. So. Time to
1: tinker with things. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, we could see Buddy Heald start and then Davion. This is the mm-hmm. thing. I Another I, I, I note. I mean, I don't have many notes. It, it's preseason. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the lineups are going to change. The starting lineups are going to change. We can't overreact about seeing the lineup on Monday and think that's just the starting lineup for the whole season. Yeah. So
0: Let's not forget that. Uh, I bl- was it last season? Kyle Guy's. Game winner, game. yeah. Like, you know, that, that's the kind of stuff that happens in preseason is I'm pretty sure that that Kyle guy, I can't remember if Louis King was on the team, that, like, those guys were playing that whole fourth quarter. Like, I
1: mean, that's a, we're going to yeah. see Namias n- n- K- y- M- Kada, yeah. Louis King, Jamias Ramsey, all those guys are going to be playing probably 20 plus minutes in the first yeah. two yeah. preseason games and then the last two I think we could see the lineups come together, yeah. rotations. Uh, Pretty much my last note, I don't have that many notes, just, The center depth. The Kings are center heavy. They have so many centers. I will be watching, even in the first game, who comes in first after Rashawn. Will it be Alex Len? Will it be Tristan? Do they come in together? Is Marvin going to start? It's just some things you need to make make note of it and keep an eye on as it goes on because things are going to change. But as we get, there's four preseason games. As we get to the third one, those tendencies that Luke Walton is going to, those Mm -hmm. players he's putting in, that's probably going to be the finished product. Uh, and then the fourth game, it'll be pretty much the real thing. Unless yeah. there's some guys that are dealing with some nagging injuries. Yeah. Darren Fox, by the way, had kind of a nagging injury, really? I read. I didn't see that. Uh, Sean Cunningham said he had a little bit of a limp. Don't like that. But he said he was fine. But I don't mm. like that. I don't like that at all.
0: Yeah, about the uh, the big man rotation, I wonder... I think, Monty, I think Monty said it, that he the reason why he likes the roster, the lineups... Or because it's kind of like matchup proof. I think he said – he didn't say that specifically, but he essentially was like you can throw out any kind of lineup with the kind of guys that we have. Um, and I'm curious to see with the bigs like if that really holds true, if it's like, oh, like this is definitely a, a Tristan Thompson game, you know, and we probably won't see many minutes out of – I don't even know. Like that's the thing is we don't even know what the rotation – is Alex Len in the rotation is – is is Damian Jones in the rotation? Is Chemezi like a backup option for Marvin? Is he like a third string? Is he an afterthought? Like, it's just it, it'll be interesting to see how all that kind of stuff
1: hammers out. That is interesting because last year I think yeah. the, the big talking point was why isn't Glenn Robinson playing? Then he did play and he didn't play well. Yeah. And it's going to be maybe Alex Len. They did give him a pretty decent contract for multi his multi year deal. Maybe he doesn't play very much though. Maybe. Maybe he doesn't. Tristan Thompson has one year left on his deal. Maybe Tristan Thompson just kind of the bench presence. Maybe he doesn't play much. Even though that'd be kind of an questionable mm-hmm. yeah. move because yeah. he is probably the best, he's making like ten million dollars. And year he's actually also. like not bad. He's actually not. Yeah, bad yeah at he's all, got some veteran
0: so. experience. Some legit. He's got championship experience. You know, um, yeah. he's
1: a bruiser. Mm-hmm. Kings and Kings need the Kings need those bruising mm-hmm. guys. That aren't going to take any any trash like Alex Len, Tristan Thompson. Those guys are just two perfect examples of what I, the yeah. team needed. I
0: really like Tristan as a small ball five. I don't know how often they'll run with it, but I think he works better as a small ball five than Marvin does. Not necessarily offensively at all, but I I really like defensively. I think he, he – well, I really haven't seen him guard the – I didn't watch him much last season in, in Boston, but I remember in Cleveland he was he was really able to hold his own on the perimeter, and if he can do that still – what is he like 28 years old still 30 might be 30. Tristan? Yeah, he's 30. He's pretty yeah, he's he's relatively young. Um well, I guess 30 is kind of like in the middle of your prime, but um like you're in it. Yeah. You're in, I, me, but you're in it. I just think there's still, you know, in last season Chemezi got serious minutes that definitely could have been because Marvin was injured, but I think Luke really likes Chemezi. and I think same with da- same applies to Damian Jones and I just I don't know if those guys will be able to find minutes. I don't know if they even deserve minutes necessarily. Um, but those those kind of things I don't know if we'll find that out in the preseason. But we'll at least see. You know I'm I'm excited just in general to see how good or if Marvin looks better than he he has in the past. Does he look stronger? Does he you know whatever? Um, yeah, it'll, it, the preseason is going to be. It's going to be not helpful at all, I'm sure, but also um, at least a little enlightening. I, I think there will be some things that you can take away
1: from. Yeah, it. Marvin, how, the well, like the way he plays is going to be something that we should all watch. He yeah. didn't play much at the end of last season. Uh, he came back for a, a second there. Um, De'Aaron putting size on will that affect his speed? Just stuff like that, general small takeaways. I don't takeaways. really care about
0: Davion's play, to be honest, in the preseason. Not in the like, preseason. Even if he plays well. Like, if he averages like 20 a game in the preseason, Tyrese didn't I'll do just it. be like, like, I don't
1: know. Just, Tyrese in the preseason yeah. didn't do anything like we saw in the yeah. in the regular season. He yeah. came out just like a, a very good yeah. player in yeah. the first month of the season. Preseason, it's four games. I'm going to be watching the small stuff, the rotations, um, and monitoring monitoring them until mm-hmm. the last game. But, yeah. Basketball's back. I hope everyone's excited. I'm so happy we don't have to talk about meaningless stuff anymore. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the wild card race being over.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. The wild card race is... How many games left? There's like... This is the last series, four, right? There's like four, two games left or something so yeah, like that. Four, something. four
1: games left. Teams are finishing up the last game in their series today, or you're off, and then there's three games set Friday, Saturday, Sunday. mm my Yankees have a one game lead in the Red Sox. They'll be tied by tonight, though, because they're going to lose to Toronto.
0: Yeah, yikes!
1: And they get Tampa. So yeah.
0: Who are you hoping for for your Yankees to play against?
1: I want to play the card. Red Sox. You do? Yeah. Over the we Blue just, Jays, we used to beat game? the Red Sox pretty bad. Are the Blue Jays out? They're like out of no. Them, they're you know? yeah, they're like, like, a, like they're like a, a half game back. And they're playing the Yankees tonight.
0: Yeah. So. so it's either going to be for that second wild card, Red Sox, uh, Mariners. Or is there three wild cards now? There's
1: two. two um, and it's the Yankees, Red Sox, Mariners, Blue Jays. Yeah. They're all separated by a game and a half or two oh, wow. games. wow.
0: So the Yankees can still technically fall out. They can out. still
1: fall out. They can lose the next two or three and be be done. Oh, man. So. <laughs> it's like horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's just such a – I hate this part of sports. We talked about how yeah. – you have like you The whole day You're looking forward to the game I'm dreading 4 o'clock And I'm going to the movies Tonight at 7 So I might just be At the movies pissed off That they just got their, their asses kicked By Robbie Ray And the t- and Toronto Blue Jays It sucks Is it Robbie Ray If I'm
0: it's not Robbie mistaken It's Robbie Ray Isn't he uh, Cy Young like second in, in pitching war Or He's something He's going to be like The that. Cy Young
1: Award Winner for the AL <laughs> Low CRA So Yeah It's I'm not having fun You know those That like hate the Yankees Out there Cool Drink these tears <laughs> Because I'm hating my life right now. I'm not enjoy- I'm not enjoying it. So I'm almost of the mentality though, where it's I'm okay. If it, I'm okay, if they almost don't make it. It's it's either I get sad this weekend or I get sad next week when they lose a the wild card game or the week after or they lose yeah. the ALDS. So let's just get out of the way now. I'm I'm, I'm done with it. So <laughs> I'm over it. I'm very pessimistic. So I would hate to see you if the Kings
0: are ever successful. If the Kings it are, are be ever a good. Rap.
1: If the Kings are ever good, and we have to sit there and, and be you on media row, podcast. I'll just be sitting, just yeah. like dead inside. Yeah. Just, I'll be stressed. My yeah. fingers will be just dispensing type, yeah. water of sw- just sweat. Just, I-, I won't be able to even use my computer. It'll ruin it. So, damn it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, pray for Frank and pray for the Yankees.
1: Nah, people hate uh, the Yankees. This, yeah, they really do. Um, They're drinking my tears.
0: I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Was there anything from other media days or, or any, like, NBA uh, uh, non-Ben Simmons news that's that's trickled into your
1: timeline that you're seeing? It's all Ben Simmons. Um, it's all Ben Simmons.
0: WNBA playoffs, I told everyone to watch. They have been so good. Uh, the single elimination games were great. Um, they weren't great. They were, um, Phoenix, yeah. I watched Phoenix, Seattle. Bruh, Phoenix, Seattle was amazing. That was a it great Sucks game. that uh, that Brianna Stewart couldn't play, but uh, yeah. And now my. Spend all of your time watching Phoenix against Las Vegas. That is going to be the aces. That is going to be the series of the stars. You got Diana Taurasi. You got Brittany Griner. You got Skylar Diggins. You got Asia Wilson. You got Liz Cambage. You got Kelsey Plum. You got you just got everyone. Every, all the stars. You got people that you know. It's going to be a five game series. I think they they start tonight. Uh, let me make sure I'm correct here. They do. They start tonight at seven o'clock. Oh, they've already started. I actually missed game one. See, here I am talking about watch this, sh- and uh, I didn't even watch game one. Uh, yeah, I'll be tuning in. They're in game three. Am I tripping? Jeez. No, no, they're in game two. Nah. I'm good. They're in game two. Uh, yeah, they play tonight at seven o'clock on ESPN. I'll check it out. W- Chicks hoops, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, I love that. It that is game is some great was intense. Stuff.
1: They had Ryan um, Rucco on the call. Ryan
0: Rucco. Oh, my God. Ryan Rucco is – I don't know what he does with his – he just – I his He calls. gets so – yeah, I mean, you get him as a Yankee fan, he so you probably amped. feel it. But, like, no, he, he, he it. really makes you feel like yeah. – it is like intense, it's a and huge fun game. and it ma- yes, it's a huge. It just has that big game feel to it.
1: He he does WNBA, he does NBA games too, yeah. and then also yeah. he's, I think he's Brooklyn Nets, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's their the guy Nets too. Guy. So
0: so uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's NBA, all I got. Is, check it please, out, please watch WNBA basketball. It's great, especially playoffs.
1: Playoffs, and playoffs. Is there
0: anything else? Bring back the Monarchs, please. Cause Bring that back would, the Monarchs. That'd be fun. Let me get, let's get like two minutes on this because like I think about this all the time, like. Wouldn't it just be great in terms of opportunity to like, we could cover the Monarchs and get like I'm sure they would allow us to do
1: you know go you oh, know, yeah, get coverage. whatever
0: footage get what, yeah exactly whatever coverage we would want
1: we have a we have the we have the facilities for it I think. we have
0: all the facilities Golden for one it. the one center the the practice facilities right there you know and they, they practice during as we're seeing right now like they the play during se- the, summer yeah the season is is over the guys aren't even in there uh, it would just it would be. It makes too much sense. You know, it would create a lot of jobs. People could just work for the Monarchs, not work for the Kings, vice versa. You could work for the Kings and the Monarchs. Uh, Media-wise, you know, I would love to cover
1: a WNBA team. They're a huge part of what the, – the Kings were big and the Kings were successful back in the early 2000s mm-hmm. for sure. But the Monarchs were such a huge part of that because they also were successful. They, Even they were more, more they, successful. No, they
0: were more They won a championship. blank period. The Monarchs were a more successful franchise than the Sacramento Kings. They won games. a
1: championship. And the, not of only course, that, they
0: drafted their own talent. Yep. Like it was not, I mean, you know. Shout out Jerry Reynolds. Exact, shout out GM of the century, Jerry Reynolds. Penichiro's. Tisha Benichiro, Tisha Yolanda Griffin. Grif- I don't know if they drafted Yolanda I actually I only don't know Yolanda that they far, but, her, but um, you know like they, they brought they in their her. own talent. Oh no, they did
1: draft her. She was kind of an older rookie, you know that? No, I did. I'm wondering didn't know, why
0: we were children at that point. That was that was legitimate like she late 90s early 2000s. The
1: Kings did uh, the Monarchs did draft her. She she was 30 years old as a rookie.
0: And, you know, the the Monarchs had a lot of – I mean, Yolanda Griffith and Tisha Panicero both made the WNBA uh, top 25 players of all time list. Those are – I mean, to have two of the – the Kings don't have – Tisha Panicero is to drop dimes. 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 They also had Carol Lawson, who is now a fantastic Duke coach, was a fantastic player. An Ruthie analyst. Bolton, two-time Olympic gold medalist. Like, they had legitimate stars they had, they had on talent. their team. And just – I mean, yeah, I would love to – see Asia Wilson at Is the, is the banner
1: Do we still have the banner it's still up yeah, it's the still up still how up. can you have that up and you can't have it t- I just don't I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still up yeah Look, in the arena it WNBA w- basketball is growing yeah and I think maybe we could see the possibility and mm-hmm. if the if we need as a group yeah we need the whales to come in yeah. like we did for Sac Republic and that didn't well, work out <laughs> <laughs> let's not
0: talk about that let's that not didn't, didn't work out but
1: no uh bring back the monarchs please please
0: please please and it give Kings we fans a break. Yeah, we like, need Yeah, like, that's the thing. We just need, like, we need something to be happy We need another about.
1: team to support. Yeah. We need another team to support, and, and uh, I think it'd be huge for the community. Huge for for women in the area. It's just yeah, going to be a I huge mean,
0: win. Well, yeah, just opportunity in general. Like, it'd be a win. I just think it would be great. And, like, you know, and I see, you know, I've been I've been watching the NBA playoff games. You watch that Seattle Storm game against the Mercury in a one-game playoff. Like, that's Diana Taurasi against Sue Bird maybe like the two most iconic women basketball players of this generation. And I think they sold out, I don't even think they sold out the lower bowl of the Seattle, like Seattle, which has no other franchise, no other basketball franchise. They, I I don't even think they sold out the lower bowl of that place. And my memory could be a little shaky because I was a child, but if I'm not mistaken, like the Monarchs used to, like fill that lower bowl pretty pretty oh, routinely, yeah. especially the championship. Yeah. I think they
1: opened the whole the whole arena yeah. up for the championship, I yeah. believe. But it's uh, people will show. up. I just think the, the there, It's
0: all yeah. I the just, community wants it. They do. Yeah. So
1: we'll see if it happens. And, you know,
0: yeah, I mean we, we we work with the Kings pretty closely. They're not always the most accommodating. You know, like they you know they they run themselves like a very high end business. It's a business and, and are very tight with with uh, the information that they want released and you know, it would just be nice, it would be a breath of fresh air to kind of just cover a sport freely.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially the fact that the MLS isn't working out mm-hmm. uh, doesn't seem like the, the Kings, or the Kings, the, the City will be in play for the A's or any other teams that want to come by, but the Monarchs we have the facilities mm-hmm. we have an owner that seems have like he'd be base. open to that idea, and we have the fan base. The fans are, every day on Twitter I see Bring back the monarchs, monarchs every single day. Shout out Gilad; she's the biggest yeah. push behind that. Um, but it'd be big for the area. It'd be big for everyone, uh, women in the community, kids that are coming up, uh, girls that want to come and be professional basketball players or, or, or professional be, be a part of yeah. an environment that we were so accustomed to mm-hmm. when the Monarchs were around because it was a fun environment. I used to go to games when I was a kid. Um,
0: I remember too, like I, I went to a Maryhill school in in the area, and like the Monarchs came to, like, a rally, and they, like, did a whole school rally and stuff, and I'll never forget, like, I can't remember who it was, but I gotta say i never forget, but I'll never forget that day when they came, like, the Kings don't really do that that often. They might send, send slamson out or something yeah, like that. Yeah, not anymore, but, really. You know, yeah. They, you know, street really, team? Yeah, street team, exactly. They kind of have people for that, and, you know, again, like, the Kings can operate however the hell they want. I'm not gonna criticize them, but it would just be nice for the community to get some sort of big-name professional athlete. To just kind of show up around town, you know? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Bring them back. Bring back the Monarchs. Bring the Monarchs. That is uh, – that's the – if you get anything from this episode, bring back the Monarchs. Make that push happen. Uh, yeah, and I think with that, that is it. Uh, for Frankie Cardicelli, I am Chris Watkins. We will be back next week with actual factual basketball, something to talk about preseason – uh, let's hope they. I was going to say, let's hope they get the win. But Who cares? Honestly, let's just let's just hope that no they one gets hurt. no one gets hurt and they all have fun out just there. Have fun, huh? okay? Just have fun. Just have fun. Just have fun. We should get shirts this season that just say, "Just have fun." Just have fun. Um, for Frankie Carcasselli, Chris Watkins. Thank you all for listening. Bye bye. Peace.